Welcome to this week's episode of Lazy Boy Coaches. I'm Scott. I'm Alan. Man, lots and lots to talk about, both on and off the field. This was just a ridiculously crazy week. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it was the end of the trading deadline, but it wasn't even really the trades that made the waves. Right, there was one or two trades that, you know, that that had an impact, but it was all off the field stuff that that, that took the lead this week. Um, God, I don't even know where to start. Let's just start with the good stuff. Get right into the juicy stuff. <laughs> so, Henry Ruggs, the Raiders' first-round draft pick in 2020, uh, is no longer with the Raiders and is facing 20-plus years in prison. He hit a woman in his car doing 127 miles an hour on impact. Him and his girlfriend were in his... Camaro, Corvette. I heard Corvette. Corvette. Uh, this lady was driving a Toyota RAV4. It was three something in the morning, and he blew a .161, more than double the legal limit. And the woman's car caught fire, and her and her dog were trapped inside and died. You know, a horrible situation, but then again, I mean, we see it. Every now and then, something like this, you know, we're like these kids who came from, you know, poor backgrounds, not being able to afford anything, and all of a sudden they have millions of dollars. And it's like the NFL, they do a little bit of stuff, you know, helping once they get into the league, you know, you know, we got these people you're going to talk to for a year to six months, we got this number you can call. But when you get someone that young who comes from that type of background, that type of money, Something needs to be happening to where, you know, we're, we're keeping track of them. Because why do you think we see it more with NFL players than we do with baseball players? And for that matter, even basketball players. I, I think it's just mainly, you know, football, it, it differs in basketball and baseball because you're going out there knowing you're going to be getting hit. It's more of a thrill seeking for, you know, the football players. You know, so I think it's just getting that adrenaline going, you know. Again, a very young man giving millions of dollars. Right, but like I said, you get these NBA players and baseball players who are getting, you know, contractually more money than they are in the NFL, but the rate at which they do stupid shit and get in trouble and get themselves arrested is exponentially more with NFL players than it is with the other sports. Why? Because I think we see more in the NFL people coming from, you know, lower families. I mean... No. no it, look it, at basketball it is, players. Yes, but still, most of your big basketball players are going from well-known high schools that produce basketball players. They're not coming from, you know... Like, they get out of the ghetto before they get... Henry Ruggs spent four years at Alabama. It doesn't get more out of the ghetto than that. More out of the ghetto than Alabama? Okay. Nick Saban runs a tight ship. He keeps his kids in line. So tell me how that's not a, because you know, a sense of structure, a sense of direction, and then but it's not just that. It's I think it's more of we the football players are more of like a thrill seeker. You know, they want that high adre- adrenaline. They that they seek for that. That's what they need. And you know, it just back we this isn't the first time we've seen this. It won't be the last time we have to talk about something like this. 
until the NFL buckles down. And I don't think a rookie should get all of his money up front. I think... I think it should be locked for a period of time. I think there needs to be some sort... I don't know exactly what they have now, but it needs to be better. There needs to be some sort of, I guess, mentorship programs with, with these new kids coming in, whether it be financial mentorship, you know, just life in general mentorship to help these kids you can't just release because i mean and especially now where social media is everything you know these these guys are going out they're partying because they have millions of dollars now and it's just all given to them i I understand that one day they wake up and their bank account no longer says zero dollars it says you know 24 million or 42 million dollars right but just the it just blows my mind that it's exponentially more with football players than any other sport. It's just... But we're, we're getting off topic of what exactly happened. It, I mean, it's a horrible situation. And, I mean, I, I think exactly what they're getting them with, you know, uh, reckless driving, uh, causing an accident that revol- resulted in a death, all these things, and I he, mean... And he had a loaded gun in the car. Yeah, that that's where you start going, you know... Like there's there's obviously some there was some stuff going on with this guy. All all this money that he has, he he couldn't get an Uber, he couldn't hire a driver. Knowing that you're getting shit plowed, you can't hire an Uber. I make sixty thousand dollars a year, and I can hire an Uber. Well, I mean, and that's easy to say set back, but I mean, bottom line is is we've all made the same mistake that he got into. We've all gotten behind a wheel when we shouldn't have gotten behind a wheel. No, I have not. No, I, then I have not. You're one of the million. You're one of the few because most of us have made that mistake, and most of us get away with that mistake. Unfortunately, this time the mistake, you know, there was a price to be paid for it, and it's horrible. But I mean, you know, and where where were you know where were his friends saying, "Hey, bro, you shouldn't be driving." Hey, bro, I'm not gonna. I, I can't let you get behind the wheel of that car. Exactly, and I mean, I'm not trying to bring light to, you know, what he did. He was in the wrong, clearly. But at the same time, it's time we just stop blaming the person that got behind that wheel drunk. He had friends that let him get in that car. Absolutely. You know, there were so many opportunities where we could have stopped this before it got to this point. But no one talks about it. When, When I have people over at my house, you know, and we're drinking beers and shooting pool or, you know, just having a good time sitting around the the bonfire... If I notice that somebody is intoxicated, I'm like, hey, find a ride home. Hey, I'm not letting you drive home. Right? And, you know, in like towns like this, it's nothing for someone at the party that hadn't been drinking to be like, hey, I'll give them a ride home. No big deal. You know? You know, if, but, if the wife and I decide that, that we're going to go out, we always either find us a DD before the night starts or I just go and... Drink soda all night. I'm fine going and just hanging out, having fun. I don't have, you know, it's about being responsible. It's about people, you know, people looking out for you. You know, people telling you, hey, you know, this is fucked up. Hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Right. Because it's not just about you, as this case clearly proves. It's about the other people on the road. Yeah, I mean, and so... I'm going to take this opportunity not not to drill a guy because of the mistake he made, but to bring awareness to everybody out there listening. You know, if you're dealing with alcohol and you see someone drunk or you see someone about ready to get behind the wheel that should not be behind it, speak up. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, we're getting into the, you know, Thanksgiving season, Christmas, New Year's, all these holidays that traditionally people have one too many cocktails. Look after your friends. Be that friend that cares enough to say, hey, you shouldn't get behind the wheel. Hey, call a cab, an Uber, a ride, something. Be that friend. Right. And they don't like people knowing this, but if you are drunk and you call the police, they will come give you a ride home. Because, well, it's technically kind of one of their jobs. Yeah, like, I just... The cops will give you a ride home if you tell them you're drunk. They would much rather do that than pick you up on the side of the road somewhere. I feel absolutely awful for this 23-year-old woman and her dog that burned alive in that car. Oh, I mean, there's the, there's the sad part with that, but then, you know, also his girlfriend. I mean, I can't imagine what she saw, what she's going through. You know, she didn't have anything to do with that. She was just in the car with him. You know, so I mean, a lot of a lot. She could have been that friend. A lot of lives were affected by this, and I mean, you know, yeah, what he did was wrong, but we need to take a chance to step back and look and realize how can we grow from this? How can we not have to hear a story this tragic again? You know, and within hours of this coming out, the Raiders cut him. They they released him, which they're well within their contractual obligation to do so. That without having to pay him all that money. Well, yeah, they need a wide receiver now. Let's open up that salary cap a little bit. But, yeah, just, I feel absolutely awful for that woman and her dog. And, you know, and people are like, oh, well, why'd that car catch on fire? Where's the safety? When you're hit at 127 miles an hour from the rear, you're, it's going to cause an explosion or, you know, a fire of some sort. Like, I don't care what kind of safety measures these cars have. Right, yeah, I mean... This isn't what it was with Arnold Schwarzenegger where the whole car just fills with foam. Like, like, that's not how it is. I mean, those high speeds, you're, there's going to be fire. There's going to be... It, it's horrible. It's a nasty sight to see. That was Sylvester Stallone and Judge Dredd, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that one. But anyway, yeah, just... This is absolutely awful. And, and I, I don't know. There's just no words to really describe it. It's... It's awful. Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to transition to other things, you know, for, from that subject. Uh, but there are quite a bit of other things going on in the league. Um, Happier things. No, not necessarily. Well, um, for some people. Calvin Ridley, the wide receiver for the Falcons, has decided to indefinitely step away from football to focus on his mental health. And... I applaud him because mental health ain't no joke. You have to think about, you know, your headspace and where you are. Because if you're not in the right headspace, you're not helping the team anyway. Um, The issue that I take with it right now is not with him, not with the team, but with the fans, with the people. When Simone Biles did this in the Olympics, when she stepped away to focus on her mental health, people tore her to shreds, talked all kinds of shit. But now that he's doing it, people are like, oh, good for him. I'm going to applaud him. You know, good job. You got to look at why why the disparity. I don't know. And I was one of those people that I didn't agree with Simone Biles. She pulled out of a couple of events, but at the end, she still competed in the final event. Uh, I would feel the same way about Calvin Ridley if, you know, his team makes it to the Super Bowl and all of a sudden he's back for the Super Bowl. I wouldn't agree with that at all. Like, if you're stepping away from mental health, step away from mental health. But when that better opportunity arises and you want to be back on the stage, like, you can't go for it. But, 
I think that's that's my only issue with her. I mean, I I applaud anyone for the courage of stepping away from mental health. But how did you get it fixed in time to come back for the final event? It happens. I mean, maybe she just there was she just wasn't she was just off just a little bit. So she took a couple of days, you know, decompressed a little bit, talked to her therapist, and she's like, "Okay, I think I can do this to help out my team." She wanted to be there to help out her team. You know, it happens. I have, you know, I with my PTSD and everything that I got going on, I have days where I'm like, I, I come home or I, I, I'll call work and be like, hey, my, my head's fucked up. I don't, you know, and they're like, okay, take a day, you know, and within a day or two, I'm feeling a lot better. It happens. So I, I understand where she was at. I understand where he's at. And I applaud them both. What, like I said, what bothers me is the fans who have this double standard. That's what bothers me. I mean, I understand that, you know, the double standard bothers you, but honestly, it's not going nowhere. So, I mean, it's just something, you know. But it needs to. This is, It's a conversation that needs to be had, and it's something that people need to try at least to realize that, that, that they're doing and do something about it. Okay, but how much growth have you just have you just dismissed because of this, you know? Yeah, they they you know, they they went after Simone Biles. Now they're standing up for it. How do you know that's not growth? You know, so I mean I, when it comes to sports and stuff like this, like, you know, if you got to step up for your mental health, step, you know, do it for your mental health. But I'm not going to make it a big I'm not going to make it a big topic. I mean, no, no, it it's it's something that everybody at some point in their life goes through. I applaud him for, you know, taking mental health seriously because it can get bad and, it, you know, it, it can affect you. Like I said, I applaud them both. My only issue was with the, the reaction of the fans. That that That's it for me. I want to hope it was just growth. I mean... It, I mean, she kind of smacked us in the face with mental health, you know, especially among, you know, professional athletes. It, it, and it's a conversation that needs to be had. Oh, yeah. The stress they go under is, is unreal. So, you know, good for Calvin Ridley. I hope he gets it taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. A um, couple, something else. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been scratched from Sunday's game against the Chiefs uh, because he's tested positive for COVID. And is it came out that he is not vaccinated. He kind of applied for a some sort of a, an exemption through the NFL, which was denied. So he, you know, he wasn't really following the the COVID uh, vaccination guidelines set forth by the NFL. But now he is out for the week against Kansas City. Doesn't he have to do the full fourteen weeks? 14 days, you know, 14 days. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I think with the NFL protocol, uh, you have to have two or three negative tests before you can come back. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be the 14 days. Right. I mean, and the way you got to look at this, though, is, I mean, Green Bay is not locked up by any means, you know. Like, they're, what, one game ahead of Arizona, two games ahead of Tampa Bay? Well, they're they're tied at the top of the standings with Arizona, but they have the tiebreaker because right. they beat Arizona. Right. So. But they're far and away, you know, leading their division. So if, if they drop a game or two. But is it going to be a game or two, or is it going to be, you know, three or four games? We've seen what happened last time 
Rodgers came back a little rusty, and this time... Yeah, that was an entire offseason. I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, I think so, too, but I mean, it is a possibility. I, I think ultimately he'll only miss one week uh, because we don't know... I don't know exactly when he tested positive. It could have been earlier in the week. You know, so he has all this week, all of next week before Sunday. We'll see. Uh, I, I honestly think he'll only miss one game. Yeah, and I mean, honestly... I guess we'll get to see uh, what Jordan Love's made of. But that's not fair. He's got Devontae Adams. If he's back? Should be. Um, so we'll, we'll see what he's made of. We'll, we'll see if Green Bay made the right choice in, in trading up in the draft to, to take him, how much they believe in him. Um, but Aaron Rodgers out with COVID. A um, couple of injury news. Derrick Henry has a, a foot injury that he's having surgery on. He is likely out the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, they said they're not going to put a, a return time on him. So, I mean, I think that's more of, you know, and you know, game. I mean, he had foot. He had surgery on his foot. That's going to take time to heal. That's going to take time to get built back up to strength. Yeah, and, and we, we talked about it last week, if, if you guys were listening. We talked about how I felt that he was the front runner for the MVP candidacy. You know, he was having an incredible year on pace for over 2,000 yards, and now this. Uh, I don't, do you think it has something to do with the workload they were putting on him? Um, I, I haven't heard exactly what the injury was, but to the foot, usually not something like that. That's usually you stepped wrong, you know, broke something in there, you know, could be. Dude's a big dude, and, when, and he cuts. I mean, yeah. you know, he'll plant that foot and go the other direction real quick. That's a lot of weight going down with that foot. So I don't think it's because of how much he did. I just think it's because of the way he runs. So with 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 that news coming out, the Titans are uh, kicking the tires on, on AP, seeing what he's got left in the tank. Um, last time we saw him was in Detroit, and he didn't look horrible. I mean, no, and I mean, <laughs> he's a good type of back because he's he's kind of the same runner as you know uh, Henry, so you're not going to change much. Um, AP's definitely known for getting in there and lowering the boom. Uh, I don't think we're going to see nearly as a pretty of a stiff arm coming from him, but you know, hey, we'll, if he's we'll if he's got 10 games left in him, they got a hell of a deal. You know, and does this kind of make you, you know, question teams' depth and how much they trust their backups? You know, if, you know, if your starter goes down, do you trust your backup enough or are you going out to get another guy? And I think it fully depends on, you know, who's in the free agency and who your backup is. It is completely different being, you know, a downs back to you know, a three down back, you know, that's a huge different workload. You're getting targeted, you're taking hits. So, I mean, it, it's tough. Sometimes your backup running back can't be a three down back. I mean, right now their backup is Jeremy McNichols. A couple of games where, you know, he's gotten a share of the workload. He's looked okay. But again, like you said, we don't know if he's a every down back, if, you know, if he can carry that workload. So And in this, in this league today, you know, Pass blocking for a running back is huge. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, maybe they thought AP just give him a little bit better protection in the backfield. It's going to hurt to lose Henry. Oh, yeah. It always hurts when you lose an MVP caliber type of guy. I mean, look at Carolina. 
when McCaffrey went out. They, you know, they were 3-0 and with McCaffrey. He went out. They dropped four straight. I mean, he plays a big part, whether you want to admit it or not. He's an all-pro player, and, and that's going to hurt your team. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully AP can come on and, you know, pull a few games together. And, I mean, right now that's their best shot. I mean, from, from a fantasy standpoint, I think this has Julio and A.J. Brown stock on the rise because they're, I think they're going to have to air it out more. My problem is, is we've seen Tannehill when he has to throw the ball. I mean, we've talked about it time and time again. He's efficient. He doesn't turn the ball over. So we're going to have to see if he can do it with a little more workload. Or does he revert back to the Miami quarterback? Uh, we're going to have to see. I mean, the talent at wide receiver and, and, for that matter, tight end is there. So hopefully they can continue the path that they're on. I, I liked what I had seen out of Tennessee this year. Uh, I liked the, the trajectory that they were on. This is a huge, huge hit for them. Yeah. Um, speaking of teams that were on a, a good path and injuries, uh, New Orleans. Jameis Winston tore his ACL and has damage to his MCL. Um, Taysom Hill is also dealing with an injury. So they're kind of scrambling at quarterback there. Um, On last week's uh, broadcast, they asked uh, Drew Brees if he would pick up the phone, if they called and asked him to come back, and he kind of dismissed that. But uh, a veteran that that said he would listen is Phillip Rivers. I mean, do you think that Rivers has enough in the tank and fits that system enough to, to bring him in? See, my problem with, with Philip Rivers is he's been in the league for many years and he's not a proven playoff player, you know? He doesn't win playoff games. Are you really going to bring someone in just to have a nice season but not do anything? Or are you going to f- try to find somebody that, you know... But who's out there? there? There's really nobody out there. I mean, for what's out there, I think he is, is the best option. Uh, you know, he, he's a veteran guy that's not going to take a whole lot of, you know, coaching up to, to bring him up to speed. He's a smart guy, and he knows how to command a locker room. Uh, a locker room that uh, today found out that Michael Thomas is not coming back at all this season. Um, he, he said that he's dealing with another injury, so he's not coming back. Honestly, I think he wants to get traded out of there. And they've put together a nice season without him, so I think they'll be okay if if they can get this quarterback situation figured out. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll wait and see. I mean, I, I really don't think Rivers would be, like, an awesome answer to their problems, but, I mean... He's got experience in the regular season. He can control, you know. But, again, it's Phillip Rivers. What has he done? Yeah. Uh, he's a proven, you know, consistent regular season winner. And I think... I don't know if we can say consistent. Oh, absolutely. He's a Hall of Famer. And I think in that Sean Payton system is, is quarterback-friendly... And they have a good defense, so I think he'll be okay if he comes in to kind of just ride out the season. I, I, I think I'd like to see it. They need to do something, and I think that's the move they need to make. Although, I will point this out. 
if they do sign Phillip Rivers, I'm going to laugh my ass off if he takes him to the Super Bowl and gets him a <laughs> ring. <laughs> if they sign Phillip Rivers, I'm going to go and buy my wife a Phillip Rivers Saints jersey just so that we can have a Chargers jersey and a Saints jersey, both Phillip Rivers in this house. I just, I would laugh my ass off if <laughs> if she got the Super Bowl trophy from him and not you. I, I would be a little salty, I'm not going to lie. You're like, all right, fine. Third ballot Hall of Famer. There goes your second ballot. <laughs> oh, he's first ballot, I think. <sighs> but that, that's a discussion for another day. A um, little bit more uh, news before we get into these games. Um, Vaughn Miller is traded to the Rams for a second and a third round pick. The Rams seem to not give two shits about their picks. They're, they give away all their picks. Uh, I mean, they haven't had a first round pick since they picked Jared Goff. And I think the addition of Vaughn Miller on that defense says that they're all in for the Super Bowl this year. You know, I, I, I think they pretty much won with the Jared Goff deal. Granted, they don't have him anymore, but they have Matthew Stafford, who right. is just lighting up that scoreboard. Yeah. And now you're going to put two of the best defenders on the same defense. Yeah. That, that, that There's three, actually. Ramsey, Donald, and Von Miller. That is a scary, scary defense. Yeah. that's You're going to get hit really hard. You're going to get hit when you don't see it, or you're going to throw an interception. Yeah. Um, I, Denver's obviously in... You know, sell a farm rebuild mode. They wanted to kind of maybe let him go somewhere else. And... Well, the thing was, is he was a free agent. He he is aging. He's not getting any younger. The Broncos are years away from being you know com- competitors. So right, he he brought them a Super Bowl, and so I, maybe they felt that they owed it to him to let him go to a contender. That and they're trying to rebuild. I mean, take the picks. I mean. A second and a third round pick? Yeah. You're telling me you can't find a damn good linebacker in the second or third round? I mean, the, the the Rams are doing very well this season, so they'll be late round picks. But still, second and third round, you can still get studs. Absolute studs. So, I, I think it was kind of a win for both teams. You know, it puts, you know, I kept wanting to say St. Louis. It puts the Rams win now a little more on that defense, and it helps the Broncos in their rebuild. So yeah, the Rams are they're, they're counting on the you know going to the Super Bowl within one one to two years. They're 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 all in for this year. I mean, they've already they already beat Tampa Bay earlier in the year, so they they feel like they can beat Arizona. So they're I think they're all in for this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't think this is the year you don't really want to push. I mean, you got Green Bay playing lights out, Tampa Bay playing, you know, damn good football. Arizona, you beat them by three points, you know. Right. So, so I, I think it's a win-win for both teams. Um, but let's get into last week's games. Um, we recorded late last week, so we already talked about the, the Packers-Cardinals game. Fantastic game. Um, like we said, put put Green Bay at the top of the NFC because they have the tiebreaker over Arizona. Um, the Panthers and the Falcons, I, I I don't, I don't know. It was just, 
a horrible game all around for Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, 146 yards, one touchdown, two picks. For my fantasy team, it was awful. Kyle Pitts, two catches on six targets, 13 yards. Yeah, they did a great job shutting him down. I, I mean, it was just... I don't necessarily... And, and it was not like it was a lights-out game for, for Sam Darnold either. You know, 13 of 24 for 129. No, no touchdowns, no interceptions. It, it wasn't impressive from either team. Uh, I, I think the best player on the field yesterday was... Yesterday, for this game, was Chuba Hubbard. You know, 24 carries, 82 yards. He looked okay. <coughs> but, yeah, it was just unimpressive all around. Um Carolina did get the win, nineteen thirteen, but I just I, I don't have faith in either of those teams at all. Uh, next, we had Dolphins and the Bills. No surprise, the Bills won. I, I kind of expected them to win in bigger fashion. They struggled a little bit the first half, uh, and then the second half they they kind of remembered who they were and they they turned it on a little bit. Uh, Josh Allen, 29-42, 249, two touchdowns. Uh, he, he was their leading rusher. That's not something you want to see. But from him, you know, a guy that has a tendency to roll out and can't, has the ability to run, it's not ultra surprising. Um, I, Miami's a mess. Uh, I, I just... They, they drafted Tua thinking he was going to be the answer... They, they put some pieces around him, but he's just not performing. You know, he, he's not living up to the hype. You know, I mean, the whole offense is just, you know, like, I don't know. They got a lot of work to do. And it's going to take some, it's going to take a while because once they get the offense going, they have to work on that defense. Yeah, it, it it's ugly down there in Miami. They got to figure something out. Uh, they're looking at a top five pick this year, though, sitting at one and seven. Uh, then we had the 49ers and the Bears. This was actually a pretty entertaining game. Uh, 33-22, Niners over the Bears. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, 17-28, 322. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, he did have two touchdown runs, though, because they were, you know, five carries for four yards. They were all QB sneaks, you know. Uh, Elijah Mitchell had a good game, 18 carries, 137 yards, and a touchdown. Um, they kind of they made Justin Fields uncomfortable uh, throughout most of the game. 19 of 27, 175, one touchdown, one pick. Took four sacks for for 27 yards. Yeah, and a scrambling quarterback, you don't want to see him taking sacks. But he did have 10 carries for 103 yards. Like he has that ability. I think they need to put a couple more pieces around him. You know, work on that line a little bit, and he has the ability to be a franchise quarterback. Yeah, he's shown flashes this year. I think they found a running back for the future too. Yeah, I mean. uh, Khalil Herbert. Uh, you know, I like that guy a lot. He he shows a lot of power, a lot of patience. Uh, Twenty three carries, seventy two yards. I, I like him a lot. Um, big game from Debo Samuel. Six catches, one hundred and seventy one yards. You know, on nine targets, just big, big game from him. I, I appreciate that. He helped me win my fantasy matchup since everybody else screwed me. <laughs> uh, Steelers and the Browns. 
Uh, you and I both took the Browns in this one. We did. Um, or no, actually, I believe you took the Steelers. And it was sloppy from both sides. It, it, it was not impressive. Um, and something that I meant to talk about earlier, coming out of this game, uh, Odell Beckham's dad posted a video online of all of the times that Odell Beckham was open and they didn't throw it to him and he's trash talking the team and now it comes out today that the coach says that uh, Odell is is not with the team. He's you know in, indefinitely riding the pine basically not not with the team. Uh, you, you just you can't do that and I, I think they are going to find a trade partner for him. And we've talked about it several times before they they tend to play better without him on the field anyways. I think he's got talent. He's a good receiver. But I think that, you know, the, the flashy catches that he made in New York kind of overhyped him. You know, kind of made it seem that he's more than what he is. Right. Uh, he, he's, he's a good receiver, but he's not, you know, the superstar that everybody, you know, wants to... Wants he's not to top be. five. No. You know, I just... I mean, does he squeeze in the top ten? Maybe. maybe. But, you know, so yeah, you you can't do that when you're, you know, maybe top ten wide receiver. Yeah, so that's a real quick way to, to get a ticket out of town. Uh, they'll, they'll find a trade partner for him. Um, but... So we got to have Tampa Bay picks him up. No, no, I don't think so. Uh, we just run five wide every down. Yeah. Najee Harris, big workload for him. 26 carries, uh, 91 yards. I like him. Like, I talked about him at the beginning of the season, and I still am I'm impressed with the guy. You know, it seemed like the Cleveland's bread and butter is their run game, and it just seemed like they couldn't get it going. Uh, Nick Chubb, who, who last year was, you know, one of the best runners in the league, 16 carries, 61 yards. They just they couldn't get it going. Yeah, and I mean, Baker Mayfield, it was like he was, you know, you could tell that the arm wasn't 100% definitely. Yeah. Because he he babied it. Yeah, so that, that's got Cleveland sitting at 4-4, four and four, not where they wanted to be. Um, but, I mean, nobody really saw Cincinnati win in this division either. So... Um, then we have the Lions, the the poor, poor Lions. Um, and this is another game that screwed my fantasy team. Devonta Smith, one catch, 15 yards on three targets. You scored 44 points, and he could only muster one catch. Like, I... I, I, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I don't know how to wrap my head around it. I mean, and how bad is Detroit? Are they going to go 0-17? That's what I call it. I, 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 I don't... Let me look at the rest of their schedule here. I, I don't see really a win on those, their schedule. Steelers, Browns, Bears, Vikings, Broncos, Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks, Packers. I, I don't see a win on the rest of their schedule. Possibly Falcons... Possibly Chicago. I, I I don't see it. I I maybe Denver. 
again, I mean, that's at Denver, you know, so I mean. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I, <laughs> God, and who the hell do you select number one now? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're <laughs> awful. I, I don't get it. Uh, I, I think, I mean, they have DeAndre Swift, who, who's a damn good player, so I don't think they go running back. Um, they have to get a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but Rattler, you know, he's riding the bench now, and he was the number one recruit coming out of college. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, the Titans at the Colts went into overtime. Damn good game there. Really, really good game. More competitive than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor continues to be a stud. Outpaced Derrick Henry. Um, and Carson Wentz played okay yet, other than two picks. Ryan Tannehill, you know, a guy that we talked about being consistent and taking care of the ball, had two horrible picks. I mean, one of them was off of a tip. I, I get that. Those are going to happen, but he did have two interceptions. And it was a big day for A.J. Brown, 10 catches, 155 yards. So, And that's why I said with Henry going out, his stock is going to go up. Uh, they, they have talent at receiver and tight end, so we're going to have to, you know, in Tannehill we trust. That's the way it's going to have to be, and, and that defense, it's going to have to be. Uh, but they're sitting at 6-2, and two, leading that division right now, and it just seems like Indianapolis is losing a lot of close games. They, they've got to find a way to win the close ones. I, I don't want to say they're a horrible team yet because they've, they've been close. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're a horrible team. I mean... Granted, you got a new quarterback. You got, you know, so, I mean. Um, the surprise game for me, the Jets over the Bengals, 34-31. I mean. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they did it without their number one draft pick. Uh, they brought in, a, they, they started Mike White, a guy nobody's heard of before. Uh, 37 to 45, 405, three touchdowns, two picks. Dude played lights out. I don't expect that a repeat performance of that. I, I, I don't. Now, what would you do if he did? I'd be shocked. I'd be because they just signed Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'd, I'd be absolutely shocked. Um, you know, what a, a, a decent day from from Joe Burrow. You know, 21 of 34, 259, three touchdowns, one pick. Um, not the game we're, we're used to seeing out of Jamar Chase. Only three catches on nine targets for 32 yards. You know, he's been their big play guy. He's been the catalyst for that offense. Just didn't get it going today. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about Cincinnati. I mean, they can't beat themselves up. They're blowing everybody's expectations of them out of the water. So Yeah, um, but that drops them to five and three. Puts Baltimore, I think, in control of that division right now. Um. But I, I think Cincinnati is a good team, and I think they'll they'll kind of turn the ship around. Um, I, I've been avoiding this game, the Patriots and the Chargers. Not a good day for Justin Herbert. Uh, he was inaccurate, missed a lot of throws. His receivers didn't give him any, you know help him very much either. That they, they dropped a lot of balls. 
Uh, 18 of 35, 223, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, it was just... It was a Belichick type of game. Just, just the way they defended him, the way they put pressure on him. It just... It was ugly. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're still in contention for a wild card. Our season's not over. I'm not going to go down that road. I, I still believe in our team. I still think we're ultra-talented. So, it's just a bad game. You know. Uh, I don't want to hear about bad quarterback play. Oh, we'll get to you. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get there. Hey, we won. Um, Not by much. I wouldn't, you know. Uh, Rams-Texans. Stafford continues to, to do what he's doing with three touchdown passes. Uh, 21 of 32, 305, three touchdowns. Uh, it's just right now they have to be the Super Bowl favorites. I mean, who, who are you going to put above them right now? The way they're playing right now, who are you putting above them? Green Bay. I don't, I don't know, especially not with adding Von Miller to that defense and with, with Aaron Rodgers having to miss time. I Right now, for me, the Rams are the Super Bowl favorites. I mean, you can't knock out Arizona. No, no, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm not saying they're far and away the favorites. Right. It's just, and I, I still put my Super Bowl favorites on Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. I mean, until he proves otherwise, you, you kind of have to. Uh, but I mean, and honestly, I would love for the Rams to be able to go to the Super Bowl and let Stafford get a damn tr- ring. Yeah, he. There is nobody more deserving it than Matthew Stafford. Oh, absolutely. You know, coming into the season, they had high hopes for Cam Akers, and then he went down. But I think Henderson has stepped in nicely. He's filled that role. So they now have, when Akers comes back, what they believe is a solid 1-2 running back combination. Um, So that's why I think that they are the favorites for me. Uh, Cooper Cup is playing out of his mind this year. They still got Robert Woods. That they have weapons all over. They do, and they finally now have a quarterback that can actually get it to them. <laughs> um, Jacksonville and Seattle. I thought maybe, you know, with Geno Smith there, that Jacksonville might be able to to pull one out, but it wasn't so. Thirty-one-seven, Seattle. Uh, Geno played nice. I mean, not a ton of yards, but he was efficient. You know, 20 of 24, 195, two touchdowns. He didn't turn it over. Yeah. That was the big deal with him in this game. And, I mean, Jaguars, they're bad. Yeah, and another interception for Trevor Lawrence. They're almost Detroit bad. <laughs> pretty pretty close. I mean, they, they got lucky on a field goal against Miami. But, yeah, they've got to figure it out there. Uh, you know, James Robinson last year. You know, an undrafted guy that looked like he was going to be a stud, not just not doing it this year. Um, they got to figure it out. Uh, I, I I think they still believe in Trevor Lawrence, but they need more pieces around him. I'm not impressed by him. I mean, 32 of 54. That that's not. What he made it. What separated him in college was his speed. He doesn't have that advantage in the NFL. Right. Uh, you know, and it's like Urban Meyer said, well, it's like we're playing Alabama every week in the NFL. Well, yeah. I mean, what do you think you were going to come play Rutgers? Right. I mean, welcome to the NFL. That's what we keep saying. 
Like, Alabama can't even step in and beat the worst team in the NFL. Right, the, the best of the best are drafted for a reason. Right. So you're playing teams made up of the best of the best. Um, so another loss for Jacksonville. Um, Russell Wilson tweeted that the pen was out of his hand, so he's hoping to come back in a, a week or two. We'll, we'll see about that. Um, so if they can... I, I think that they're like we talked about last week. I, I think they don't need to rush him back. I think their season is a wash. They're not winning that division. They're not winning a wild card. So let Geno ride it out. Let Russell Wilson get healthy and come back for next year. All right. Uh, um, Washington at Denver. I kind of had a little more faith in, in the Washington defense versus the Broncos offense. We've been saying that a lot this year. When, when we talked about it last year or last week, but Denver pulled it out 17-10. Decent game from Teddy Bridgewater, 19-26, 213, one touchdown. Nothing overly impressive from either team. Uh, Taylor Haneke threw two picks, and that that's ultimately what cost him. Uh, like not, nobody over a hundred yards, whether it be receiving or running, it just wasn't impressive by anybody. There's not a whole lot to talk about with that game. No, and it's not even like the demons were playing lights out either. No, no. Um, it just then we had the the Bucks and the Saints. This was a, this was a surprise game for me. Um, you know, with Winston and getting hurt. Especially that they brought in Trevor Simeon, had a, you know, he managed the game, and not like they had a huge, <coughs> huge day on the ground. Uh, only 152 yards total as a team uh, for for New Orleans, but they got the win, 36-27. You know, we saw some uncommon things from from Tom Brady. Two picks, he did have four touchdowns, but two picks. One of them was a pick six at the end of the game. That's not normally what you see out of Tom Brady. Yeah, but I mean, Tom Brady's trying to readjust to, you know, Gronk not being out there. And and that's a big loss when you lose Gronk. That frees up a safety. Yeah, but they, they, they have guys that have talent. Not necessarily Gronk-level talent, but they have an O.J. Howard. They have a Cameron Bray. Guys that are proven tight ends that, that can get it done. And... There's just something, you know. I, they need to get their run game going again. That's the one thing that you do see. Like here lately, they have not been getting the running backs involved. Like they right. ran the ball what ten times? Is that what that said? Fourteen carries for as a team. Fourteen carries for seventy-one yards. Yeah, I mean, and you know they're they're still sitting at six and two. They're still firmly in control of that division. They're oh, still yeah. they're still going to make the playoffs. You know they're they're still one of the the Super Bowl favorites. But this was just a. A tough division game. You know, we talk about it over and over. Division games are always tough, regardless of how a team is doing that year. So have the Saints shocked you yet? (sighs) Yeah, I I, I have to say they have. I mean, we all know how I feel about Jameis Winston. He, He hasn't proven it to me yet. And then he goes down in this game, and they bring out Trevor Simeon, who has a good game. You know... I mean, a lot of that has to do with Sean Payton. I mean, he there's a reason why he's an excellent head coach. Yeah, in the absolute, absolute Hall of Fame coach. 
You know, there's a reason he has that title, and it's not because... There's a reason he's been there so long. Right. It's not because he has a TV show where he says some fancy words about the quarterbacks. It's but because he understands everything that's going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that defense is playing pretty well for, for New Orleans as well. So, uh, they're, they're sitting at 5-2. and two. Tampa Bay sitting at 6-2. and two. Who knows? You know, maybe New Orleans can pull out the division title. I, I'm not, I doubt it. But, man, it would be good to see. For my wife's sake, it would be good to see. It's a good thought. Yeah, yeah. For my wife's sake, it would be good to see. So, uh, I don't know if we could ever step back and explain exactly how the Saints did it. No. (laughs) No. Uh, But. Why we play the games? Yeah. um, Then the Sunday night game was was Dallas at the Vikings. No Dak Prescott. They they rolled out Cooper Rush. Who? Who? Cooper Rush. Again. Who? Exactly. <laughs> he, he's been there a couple of years. Kid out of Central Michigan. Uh, you know, this is his, let me see, fifth season. I, I think he's only started like two, three games. Uh, but he had himself a game, you know, 24 40, 325, two touchdowns. Uh, and that Dallas defense played very, very well. Um, you know, you. Your guy, uh, uh, what's his name over there? Uh, Randy Gregory? Yeah. He he was putting pressure on all night long. He was getting flags all night long, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> but that, that defense played well. Um, kind of held the, the big guys in, in check a little bit. Again, Justin Jefferson, thanks for nothing. Two catches, 21 yards. Didn't help my fantasy team at all. But somehow I still pulled out the win. Praise the fans. I mean, Dallas's defense, like, they they finally have it looking, you know, a lot better than we've seen previous years. Um, they're getting pressure on the quarterback. They're getting turnovers. They're playing solid football right now. Yeah, absolutely. And Chiefs have to play them. Yeah. Um, they're, I, they're far and away the best team in that division. I mean, the, the rest of that division is garbage. Yeah. Um, but... They're, they're playing good right now, and I think next week they will have Dak back. Yeah, I mean, I think Dak would have been okay to go, but, I mean, you don't want a chance that right. way. You, you've seen what happens when you lose Dak for a season. And you know what? Cooper Rush got the job done. Yep, yeah. Um, the Monday night game was the Giants at the Chiefs. Not impressive by, by either team. 20-17 uh, to 17 Chiefs. Uh Another interception from Mahomes. Yeah, that's what seven in a seven games in a row now. Yeah, something like that. It, it, I, I don't know, man. Um, and if he's not throwing interceptions, he's fumbling the damn ball. Yeah, it. I mean, this week it was Kelsey that got us, but yeah, Mahomes had a fumble. Um, you know, luckily they recovered it, but it just. And he should have he should have had two interceptions, but the Giants got a an offsides penalty that. That saved him on that second close. interception. Oh, very, very close. Um, the, do, do you think it's that they figured him out, or is what do you think it is? I don't know because we're seeing so many issues right now with that offense all at once. Uh, Mahomes poor play, you know, poor throwing decisions. Uh, offensive line not being able to block anybody. Wide receivers and tight ends dropping balls. A running game that's pretty much non-existent every single game. 
Like, there's just so much that has come our defense, you know. We can't stop a run to save our lives. Kansas City, for, for a while, has been all about the big play. Tyreek Hill's longest catch was 15 yards. That's not how they're designed. You know, he's dropping balls, like you said, 12 catches on 18 targets for, yeah. for 94 yards. And what was Kelsey? He, uh, four catches are on six targets. That's That's okay. Right. I mean, he did have a very costly fumble, but... But, they... You know, Josh Gordon had a drop in the end zone. I think that's the one that led to the interception, wasn't it? Where it bounced right off of his hands. Yeah. You know, they're dropping balls. You know, I don't know what it is, but they've got to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're 4-4, so... Their chance for a playoff isn't gone. No, you no. know, but I mean, we are getting into the meat of our schedule. I believe our schedule next week for the next couple of weeks. We have, I know we have Green Bay. We have Kansas, Dallas. Yeah, Kansas City. The coming up, they got Packers at the Raiders, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders at the Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. Yeah, so I mean, you, know, you got to pull your head out of your ass. I, I, I think at this point, you guys are pushing five hundred for the, for the season. If you continue to play the way you're playing, I think you're pushing 500 for the season. Oh, I, I'd be happy with 500 if we, if we, you know, the way we are. This is Andy Reid's second worst season since he's been with the Chiefs. Yeah, it's. I don't know what it is, but you guys gotta figure it out. You know, coming in to the coming into this season, you know, you guys were one of those teams where everyone's like, "Well, are they gonna, you know, only lose one or two games, or are they gonna go undefeated?" And it's just been. Ugly, just ugly. Yeah, I mean, and Mahomes, you know, he knows he he's saying it's all him, which it is. Um, I think <coughs> we're, we're going to talk about next week's schedule, and we start off with a clunker of a game. I think the NFL needs to kind of. I don't know. I'm I'm going to put my face in the Thursday games of these of this year. Thursday games have been really good games. I've really enjoyed the Thursday games, so I'm hoping this is going to be another thriller. This week we got the Jets and the Colts. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go Colts. Uh, I like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, if Carson Wentz can continue to, to, to look okay. But who knows? Maybe you'll, uh, what was his name, Mike White is going to have another game. Um uh, I'm gonna put my, I, I'd put my bet on the Colts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the Colts. But again, this—it's not like it's a stellar primetime game. It's just. Um, we got Browns Bengals. I'll take the Bengals with, with all the turmoil and everything going on with the Browns right now. Uh, I think the Bengals will bounce back, and uh, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. I'll go Bengals. Uh, Broncos Cowboys. 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 Uh, you know, especially after letting go of Vaughn Miller. Uh, I think they kind of are signaling that they're kind of throwing in the towel. Um, Texans, Dolphins, both trash. I, I'll, I'll take the Texans. I'll go Miami. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. Uh, Falcons, Saints. Uh, you know. I'm going to go Saints just because Sean Payton's another defensive coach. Yeah, um, I'm going to put my faith in, in, especially with Ridley out, I'm going to put my faith in in that Saints defense over that Falcons offense. I'm taking the Saints. Uh, Raiders, Giants. 
Raiders. Yeah, I like the Raiders in this one, even though there's so many off-the-field distractions this week. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was close. Right. Um, Patriots, Panthers. Uh, I'm going with the Patriots. You know, it, it was just, what, last year, year before, where Belichick had Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. And he, so he, I think he's kind of in his head in that one. Uh, so I'm going to take the Patriots. Yeah, and the Panthers just haven't been looking the same lately, so. Bills, Jaguars, Bills. Bills. No question. Uh, Vikings, Ravens. Uh, I, I like this game. I think it'll be a good game, but I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, until someone can show that they can stop Lamar Jackson. And that Vikings defense isn't it. <laughs> no. Uh, Packers, Chiefs. Uh, I'm taking the Packers. I'm going to go Packers. Ooh, not riding with your boys. I'm a... I'm I'm a realist. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cardinals, Niners. I'll take the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, Sunday night we have Titans, Rams. No Derrick Henry. The addition of Von Miller. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah. It's in L. A. Prime time. And the thing with like a linebacker is, yeah, he's calling out the plays, so he's not gonna have that type of role. <coughs> but it's linebacker. You say go in there and hit the guy with the ball. Right. You know you don't. It's not like. A wide receiver where you have to work, learn different routes for different plays. I mean, it's he's got the ball, hit him. See ball, get ball. Right. Um, Monday night, another non-impressive primetime game. Uh, Bears, Steelers. <sighs> I'm going to go Steelers just because, because they're at home. They've been doing it. But you know what? I'm Just because I'm going to go with the Bears. Just because. Okay. Yeah, make it interesting. Uh, the best news of the week. The Lions are not going to lose because they're on by. They're not going to take a loss. I, I don't like those odds. <coughs> you, you, you're you're going to take the bye week? I'm going to take the bye week. Um, yeah. Watch, there's going to be something horrible that happens to the Lions. Lions, Seahawks, Bucks, and football team are, are on by. Uh, they really need to find a name. You know, there's... There's a couple of names out there, but there's also word that they might just stick with football team. I, I just... I know, and it's not that bad. Just, come on, give me something. Right. I mean, we've all seen uh, the replacements. Go with the Washington Sentinels. Come on. There we go. Yeah. Get Falco. <laughs> Shane Falco. But we've all seen how Ohio State quarterbacks perform in the NFL. You know, he had a, he had a, a nice flash, but I think he'd fall off. Uh, over with in baseball... Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Thank you, thank you, thank you for not letting the cheating-ass Astros win a title. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I give it up to the Braves. At least, you know, Atlanta's got something to be happy about. Yeah, uh, they they took the series 4-2. Uh, you know, they, they turned it on late in the season, you, you know, and I, I got to give them props. I... They played well. Knocked out my Dodgers. Um, Makes it a little bit more easy to take, though, when the team that knocks you out goes on to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now we get into the baseball offseason. There's a couple of guys that are big free agents. Uh, so we'll see how, how that, all that shakes out. We'll, we'll definitely keep you guys up to date on that. Um, over in, in college football, there was some really, really good games last week. Uh, the the big one of the week was Michigan Michigan State, and man that that kid, uh, what's his name? Uh, 
from Michigan State, Kenneth Walker the third. That kid is something special. You know, last week I told you I was taking Michigan State because I liked Kenneth Walker, and man, did he have himself a game. 23 carries, 197 yards, five touchdowns. And what did he do against Nebraska? Five, yeah. I don't know, but... He didn't do nothing. I wouldn't say he didn't do nothing, uh, but... Matter of fact, let me let me look real quick. Yeah, go back and look because, yeah, like, that's my only bragging point about the Huskers this so, so far is yeah, nineteen carries, sixty one yards. You're you're right. He he didn't have that great of a game uh, against Nebraska, but everybody has that that trap game, that off game. We'll we'll give it to Michigan State there. We did it with Oklahoma too. <laughs> we did it with Michigan as well. It's because everybody keeps looking past the Huskers. Uh, but well, well, for good reason. I mean, well, yeah. we were scared to the fourth quarter. But no, la- last week we talked about it when we were talking about this game, and I told you how much I liked Kenneth, Kenneth Walker the third, and he's a bad man. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason he's <coughs> the leading rusher in college football right now. I, I think he he's got to be the Heisman favorite right now. He's got to be. You giving up on Rattler? Rattler's trash. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 197 yards, five touchdowns against a Michigan defense that everyone thought was pretty good. You know, they, they're coming in there. Michigan was sitting at number six. And yeah, I kind of thought Michigan was going to have the more offensive firepower, but, you know. No. Yeah, well, and he, even with those five touchdowns, it, it, it was still a close game, 37-33. Oh, yeah. Well, he was the only one that scored for them. Uh, well, yeah, uh, their quarterback, he's not impressive. Um that that kid from from Michigan, he he's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, you know, twenty eight of forty four, three eighty three, two touchdowns. He did have a pick, but he looked pretty good doing it. Um, but the story of this game is definitely Kenneth Walker. Yeah, he he was the whole offense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Georgia rolled over Florida again. You know, it wasn't even close. Uh, their their defense is just stupid good. Uh, 34-7 over Florida. Um, Ohio State uh, beat out Penn State. Wasn't really that close. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about... They, they put out their first rankings. And I, I honestly, I think Cincinnati's getting screwed. Uh, they, they've played very, very well this year. And... They're undefeated, and they they are. How do you put them at sixth when they're eight and zero with a seven and one Ohio State team above them, a, a seven and one Oregon team? You got seven and one Alabama at two. Michigan State should be two, <coughs> without a doubt. Michigan State should be two. You know, you you got. I understand Oklahoma not being in, in the top four, but down at nine or eight, they're nine and zero. They, they haven't been overly impressive in some of their games they have since they switched quarterbacks. but And see, that's why I don't take too much into the football rankings. Um, you know, it's just they don't necessarily go by the best teams. It's the biggest names. And that's why you see in Alabama above undefeated teams like Oklahoma. It's because Oklahoma's played some close games. You know, their game with Nebraska was close. Their game with Texas was close. They're, they're, they've just been playing close games, which kind of makes it look a little less impressive when you see Alabama and Georgia just blowing these teams out. A win is a win um, is a win. Yeah. Cincinnati, my thing with Cincinnati is, I say give them number four. 
Let them go play one of these top schools. Yeah, they, they've they earned will it. get destroyed. Are, are you sure? Yes. I mean, what I, conference is Cincinnati in? Mountain West? No, Cincinnati's Big East. Uh, no more impressive. But they've looked good this year. They've played really well. I mean, they they beat a number nine Notre Dame team that, you know, that the nation talked about for a week solid. Because it was that big of a shocker. Yeah, but they did it. I think that they have earned themselves a spot. When they you, won't get their spot until they raise their strength of schedule. I, I I just think that they should be above some of these 7-1 and one teams. Some of these one-loss teams should not be above some of these undefeated right. teams. You know, like, taking a look here, uh, I do mean, you think Cincinnati could beat Ohio State? It would be a good game. Ohio State hasn't been overly impressive. Do you think they could do it, though? I would absolutely give them a shot. Absolutely. What about Oregon? Yes. Yeah, I kind of give you Oregon, too. Michigan State. Well, no, but Michigan State's unranked. Michigan State, I said, should be number two. Right. Could they be Alabama? No. Could they be Georgia? No, that's why Georgia's number one. Right. But I, I could. I would go Georgia, Michigan State, Alabama, Cincinnati. I'm, I still could have put Cincinnati over Oklahoma and the fact... Oh, I could. I mean, above Ohio State and the fact that they're above Oklahoma. I mean, watch out for Oklahoma with this new quarterback they got. He is good. I just... <sighs> yeah, they're getting screwed, but they're from a small conference. But they've earned it. They're undefeated. They've, they beat a, a top 10 team. Let them have it. Um, look at some of the games this week. Uh... Number one, Georgia's going to roll over Missouri. Missouri's trash. Uh, I hope you guys put up a fight against Ohio State. Um, I hope you guys kind of bounce back and, and play them close like you've played a lot of these other top teams. Yeah, we lose by seven points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> uh, but as far as top 25 matchups, um, there's not a ton. We got Auburn, thir- number 13 Auburn, number 14 Texas A&M. That's going to be a good game. Um other than that, nothing really jumps off the page at me. Uh, there's not. This, we're into the kind of, uh, I guess, not necessarily cupcakes because that's the beginning. It's just kind of the the coast and see, for a week or two. Like the Oregon Washington game might come up, might turn out to be interesting because of the way the Pac-12 plays. You know, their their top teams always shit the bed towards the end of the season. Washington's trash, though. I know, but it's the Pac-12. It, they're, they're trash. If Oregon were to lose a game with the Pac-12, it would make sense. It'd be to Washington. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, number 17, Mississippi State at, at Arkansas. If Arkansas can get back to the way they were playing at the beginning of the year, uh, I think they absolutely have a chance there. Yeah, I don't I don't think Mississippi State's overly impressive. I mean, they've been playing good football. But it's definitely a winnable game for Arkansas if they come to play. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, that quarterback that they got there has some very real talent. They just had some tough games. I mean. <clears throat> yeah, a um, uh, little bit of little bit of NBA. Um, not a lot because we're we're still early in the season. So I hate Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, the the Lakers are sitting third at five and three. Uh, they've been playing well these last couple of games. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's really kind of stepped it up off the bench. Um, Golden State looks like they might be back. 
And Utah is very, very impressive right now. Um, over in the East, Miami looks good. Uh, even The Sixers, they're doing all right, even without Ben Simmons. Uh, they, I think that makes him feel. You know, he threw this big old fit because he thought he was the face of the of the franchise. They couldn't do it without him. And they're doing it. Yeah. Um, I mean... Early, yes, but still the fact that, you know, they've only lost two games, that's, that's kind of got a sting when you're Simmons sitting there and like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, guess all my missed shots really didn't help out after all. I think the, the big surprises for me right now are the Bucks sitting at 4-4, four and four, uh, Atlanta sitting at 4-4, four and four, Celtics at 3-5. and five. You know, some of these teams towards the bottom that were powerhouses last year. Celtics were the same way last year, but, though. But, again, it, it's early. It's Right. I mean... You know, over in the West, Phoenix is sitting at three and three, and Denver sitting at four and four. They'll definitely turn it around. Um, the Rockets, the Thunder, and the Spurs. I'm kind of sad to see them having down years because they've always been staples towards the top. Uh, so hopefully they can turn around. I, I think, I, I if this trend continues, I, I think this will probably be pops last year. You know, one of the one, absolutely one of the greatest coaches to ever do it, uh, but I don't think he's in it for a rebuild. It would not be the same without him on that court, though. No, oh, no, absolutely not. Uh, but I just don't think he's in it for a rebuild. Um, I, he's been there for a long, long time. You know, yeah, rebuild, that's when you, you pass the reins. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give it to a new guy to come in and build the team he wants. Since that's where we're at. Well, and, and he's been grooming uh, the, the female. I can't think of her name right now. Um, man, I'm, I, it's blowing my mind. I can't remember her name right now. But she's he's been grooming her. He, he, that's his assistant. So maybe we'll get the first female head coach in the NBA. I mean, that would be great to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, God, it's bothering me that I can't remember her name right now. Um, Hammond. Her last name's Hammond. Uh, anyway, uh, Becky Hammond. Yeah, he, he's been grooming her. That's his assistant. So that would be great to see. You know, uh, I, I think that the league's ready for it. I mean, as the the NBA <coughs> has always been one of the most progressive leagues as far as, you know, social issues. So I think that they're ready for a female coach. I, I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean... They've got, I mean, their social movements are slowly moving in Nebraska even. Just Nebraska, UNL just announced that they will start playing uh, both songs before the beginning of each basketball game. Yeah. Um, Portland, uh, Damian Lillard is a damn good player, but how long is he going to waste his career in Portland? I mean, he's always said that he doesn't want to go join uh, other superstars, but you're wasting your career. Like, don't you, you know, with as good of a player as you are, don't you want to do something with your career? Right, and I mean, Portland's been doing everything they can to show you, hey, we're not going to get you anybody else. Right, like, I just, he's got to do something. I mean, him and C.J. McCollum are, are a great backcourt but they're wasting away in Portland. They're they're not bringing any help. They're not building a team around you. 
I mean, yeah, if you want to go down as an amazing player that never won a championship, you're, you're doing it right. Right. Um, but, I don't know, We st- it's still early. There's still lots to talk about. Um, we're getting in, into the kind of the thick of that there. Now that baseball's over, we'll be able to talk a little more basketball. Uh, we're right in the middle of NFL. Lots of storylines still to come. Uh, you know, the holidays are coming up. You know, we, we had the conversation about mental health earlier. <clears throat> and the holidays are some of the hardest times for people who struggle with mental health. You know, watch out for your friends. You know, be there for them. Look for the signs. You know, include them in your in, in things that you got going on. Don't let your friends be alone for the holidays. Um, and don't let your friends drink and drive. Absolutely not. Uh, after what we witnessed this weekend, do not let your friends drink and drive. Don't let anybody. Out. You don't even have to know the person. You know they're drunk and they get in a car. Stop them. Yeah. I mean, even if it means, you know, calling somebody, you know. Yeah, I mean, just... It, it's, save, it's saving somebody's life. And more than likely not their life, but some poor, innocent person driving home. Right. Um, but, yeah, no... We're, we're getting right into the holidays. Again, I can't stress how important mental health is. Look out for your friends. Be there for your friends. You know, be, just be there for people in general. Right? It's the holidays. Cookies make everybody happy. Yeah, absolutely. Make some cookies and just go <laughs> hand them out. Yeah. Um, but we definitely appreciate you you guys being here. Uh, we'll be back next week. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, be sure to share the cast. Get your friends to listen to it. Give us some feedback. Get into discussions with us. We're, we're here for it. Right. Um, for Lazy Boy Coaches, I'm Scott. I'm Alan. And we will see you guys next week.